Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in to our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page and chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, signing up on Patreon will also get you access to our Patreon-only podcast uh, that is now live. And uh, I, I don't know. I've heard nothing but good reviews. And I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think our patrons feel free to tell us their honest opinion about things. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they As do. they should. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like that's a cornerstone of the show. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I really feel like they just blow smoke up our ass and, and <laughs> prop us up and make us feel good because we're the stars of the podcast. I hope I'm, not. I, I am waiting for the series of fuck you, Jared's to to light up on, on uh, Discord right now. Yeah. <laughs> it seems likely. Uh, if you do want to uh, send us something and can't sign up on our on our Patreon page, you can still message us on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week... We're going to be talking about I. The only thing I put in here is it's all the state news. There are so many different state bills and changes, and anyway, we'll probably go through them fairly quickly later. A bunch of religious stuff and coronavirus stuff, but but first, I wanted to start with uh, some misinformation about the uh, Freedom Convoy, the the trucker sit-in that's across Canada at this point. Not that there was misinformation on this podcast, but there's an article on CNN talking about misinformation and how it's just, it's rampant at this point. Like, this convoy of trucks has so many different examples of people putting misinformation out about it. it it's really difficult to, to know what what is real and what's not. Hmm. So the first the first claim was about the number of trucks. People posting different numbers, 50,000 truckers heading to Ottawa, 80,000 trucks, over 130,000 trucks. These are all wrong. Mm. There were some some different cities reported in that they, like, uh, where was it? In Kingston, Ontario, they counted 17 tractor trailers, uh, 104 tractors without trailers, and like over 400, 424 uh, passenger vehicles and a handful of RVs. Um, another place, it was like 230 tractors or tractor trailers, 720 people. So, I mean, we're talking like it is a lot of trucks and people, enough to stop a roadway in any case. Hmm. But it's not tens of thousands. That's just not the case. Hmm. Um, there's another one about uh, photos. There's a whole bunch of different photographs that are either doctored or of different sites. Uh, Elon Musk actually tweeted out a image that showed a long line of trucks uh, surrounded by snowy land. And he, he tweeted it out saying, taking a break from politics, here's a nice photo of trucks, which of course is a tongue-in-cheek way of still talking about politics. But um, yeah, his his image was not of the Freedom Convoy. It was of a rally, Special Olympics rally, hmm. where truckers were supporting the Special Olympics. Had nothing to do with 
anything that's currently going on. That's not the first time I've seen that. I've seen when Trump was president, people were posting biker rallies and and shit like that of, oh, this is all for Trump. And then people are like, nope, this is from three years ago or this is from, you know, whatever. But you're Right. right. It's like, does it really matter anymore to even point out that it's not wrong? The damage is done. Right. Yeah. I mean, granted, you use your fucking eyes, like, because when I see the reports on the news and they show the trucks, I'm like, what is that, like 15, 20 trucks blocking the way? Yeah. I mean, that's super inconvenient still, but it's not yeah, 10,000 trucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was another false claim about police resignations um, that, that spread across Facebook. They had uh, they had claimed that 50% of the Ottawa police force <laughs> were turning in their resignations in one day. <laughs> Because they were in support of the protests. Uh, as it turns out, guess guess how many police actually resigned? Two. Five. Zero, from, oh, from zero. what I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a uh, report that no resignations in relation to the demonstration. All available officers are currently working. So, <laughs> according to the Ottawa police spokesperson. So, 50% or none. <laughs> That's pretty close. There was another claim that the government was locking down hotels, making sure that hotels weren't going to give rooms to any of the protesters. That That's not a thing. I don't even know how you would do that. Like, you look like a trucker, so I can't give you a room. <laughs> what does a trucker look like? <laughs> you ask for their vaccine passport and see the reaction. <laughs> ah. There you go. Nope, you ask for their, you say, all right, uh, if get you checked in. Can I have your driver's license, please? Mm. And if, it's, if they have like a, what do you, a, a Class A, class C. CDL. Yep, CDL. Nope, no room for you, bucko. <laughs> Go sleep in your cab. Yeah, but that's not necessary uh, to, that he was, he may be an actual trucker looking for a place to stay. Right. You gotta go straight for the Vax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that is a really important point, too. I mean, what is it, 90% of Canadian truckers are vaccinated? And of the 10% that aren't, this is a very small number of those that are moronically making a fuss. Well, listen. You know, they know a Holocaust when they see it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the first Nazi reference of the evening. (laughs) There will be more. If this were a real pandemic, there'd be mass graves. Hundreds of thousands of people would already be dead. (laughs) Well, you just wait till the gazpacho police show up. (laughs) Wait for it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like, that's the thing, like, that scares me. Like, I feel like, not to say that COVID is over. But I mean, I feel like for at, as of right now, I feel like we're in a better spot than we were when it started, um, especially well, with people being vaccinated and whatnot. Yeah. But what happens if we get like a truly deadly disease that like you get it and you are dead in three fucking days? Will these people still be bitching and moaning? A lot of them, yeah. No. Like, the fact that we just couldn't even get it together on this, like, this little kind of a dry run, sort of. Not to say that 800,000 people dead is a dry run, but... Right, but I mean, not- instead, you're, what you're saying, like, instead of a 1% fatality rate, if we're up to, like, a 10 to 12% fatality yeah, rate from yeah. the disease? No, I think, I think the fallout will be, like, Hollywood-level horrifying, if that were the case. Right. So they'll like, just be bodies on the streets, and they'll be yes, walking around going, like it's not a that fundamental big of a deal. breakdown of society. Not that big of a deal. Right, because I'm not we've, wearing a... we've talked about this before. This has been largely invisible. You don't see bodies in the on the sidewalks. You, I mean, you see people. You, you don't see people in the ICUs because they don't allow cameras in there for the most part. Unless you go looking for images of people sick, and there's a few of them out there. It's invisible, so it's not real in this country. 
Granted, I know we're on the, a show about atheism, but I'm going to knock on wood real quick before I say this. That if I do get sick from COVID and, like, I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to tell them to film it. Mm. I'll be like, film this and release it and show it to people. Even if you wave it, um, the hospital also has to wave it, and a lot of them won't because it puts them uh, in position of being sued by your estate. Because you well, weren't in your right mind. Yada, yada, oh, yada. come on. Well, what if I wrote it now? I, well, just, I just made the statement here. <laughs> Fully cognitive. I, Give me I, that I, test. Man, <laughs> woman, camera, TV. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking genius here. <laughs> Clearly one of the best minds in the country. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Jared knows all the best words. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the the trucker convoy, real quick. It, this is this has sparked things across the world. There have been trucker freedom convoys have come up in New Zealand, France. I find it interesting that it's not as big of a deal in some other places. Like in New Zealand, they they broke it up by playing Barry Manilow songs very yeah. loudly. <laughs> So that would have kept me there. The mayor, <laughs> the mayor started playing. They, they had the had the police go out in this town and put speakers out, and they played Barry Manilow and drowned out like the the protesters. And apparently that they they broke up and like the trucks drove off. Well, they also played Baby Shark and the um, Never Gonna Give oh, You yeah. Up, a couple other songs. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that would get me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently in France, they the, the police went out to the motorway toll booths and uh, they they stopped the convoy from actually like coalescing from getting together. And then inside the city, they tear gassed some protesters near the Champs Elysees. Yeah, um, France, to, you know, they're like fuck it. They're yeah. out there with riot shields and fucking bats. I feel like New Zealand just does everything right somehow and gets it right. <laughs> Also, don't they throw dildos at their leaders? They yes, really they do. do. <laughs> that, that oh, is do they ever. <laughs> now that is legitimate political discourse. <laughs> now, having heard about all this, I didn't hear anything about happening here in, in the good old United States about any truckers trying to do anything. Yeah, other no. than at the borders, I I agree. I don't think I've heard much of anything. I heard they were going to fuck the Super Bowl up. I heard they were going to do all this shit. And poof, nothing. Just can't get it together, huh? They're like, I'd rather go watch the game than disrupt it. <laughs> yeah, likely true. Yeah, no doubt. They had no issues with that. That was a that was not a mask in that it's SoFi Stadium anywhere. <laughs> all right, that's all I had about the truckers. Um, I did want to. I have a few more follow ups, updates on different stories that we've talked about before. The Danny Masterson from yeah. uh, Hyde from that seventy yeah. show. Um, so he his court case has started they um th they're making an interesting uh play so his lawyers tried to do a religious liberty argument saying that the prosecution is already it should it should be dismissed because the prosecution has already fouled everything up by bringing up masterson's attachment to scientology they mentioned Scientology several times in in the the presentation, the beginning of the trial, and the, the defense attorneys are like, "Nope, you can't attack his religion. That's uh, that doesn't work. Uh, you 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 know, all the charges should be dropped and dismissed." And apparently, the judge went, "No, that's that's not how that works." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, if I'm clearly shown raping a woman on tape, but the prosecution 
at one point says, you know what? He's a real dick. I can just have the whole thing dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, well, the what, argument what, was, I mean, the, the apparently prosecution was making the argument that Scientology is trying to cover it all up. Um, and they included, uh, and which, by the way, they are. Just so we're sure. I was going to say, that's probably true. Um, yeah. Including verbally attacking the people who are accusing Masterson because they, at one point, were also Scientologists and they were in fear of being claimed a suppressive person, which is, you know, if you're a Scientologist, that's horrendous. You're not only excommunicated, but you can't talk to your friends. Like, everybody has to shun you. Did they break out the squirrel hunters? <laughs> right. Or what are, they, what are they fucking called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I we thought talked that, about them yeah. on the show, but I forget what they're called. Yeah, it's squirrel something. It, but, yeah, uh, I don't remember. While you're thinking about that, let me follow this up with, Jared, were you just saying that? Or is there actual video evidence of him committing these rapes? Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying I was using an analogy where uh, I have sure. there's definitive <laughs> proof that I've done something. But if you disparage me somehow by calling me a jerk... Or something <laughs> like I have grounds to dismiss the whole fucking case, even though the two things are not related. I would like to think no, but Bill Cosby's a free man, so whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I find it the the notion that um, calling him a Scientologist was disparaging him. I can't imagine Danny Masterson <laughs> was okay with that. <laughs> but good point, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure at this point he would give up the whole religion if it would get him out of this mess. Ooh, so. I don't know about that. I, I don't know if he'd give up Scientology. That that's. A hard well, thing I to mean, do. I mean, Scientology must have let him down somehow. Didn't protect him. It didn't protect him, and he did do crimes. Mm. Well, they are still it, protecting. I have to assume that it's well. They're, I mean, they're protecting him because it's an image thing. Sure, not because they think. I'm sure they don't think what he did was right. Well, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep forgetting that David Miscavige is still leading Scientology. So yeah, yeah. Shelley's still I, missing. As far yeah. as I know, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> but I know that Scientologists talk about how they're the righteous and how, uh, you know, they're going to save the world. So I don't know how rape fits into that. Well, she was a Scientologist as well, so, or at least the the one that accused him. So hmm. clearly she was his to do with, as, as he pleased, so. He should blame it on the Thetans. There you go. The the evil ones. See how far that goes do, in, in court. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he's the higher level, so he has the right. Right, exactly. Yep. Well, isn't the whole thing that the 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 Phaetons died, or there was, or somebody died, and their evilness went into human beings, and uh, as you work your way up through Scientology, you expel that shit. Yeah, isn't that the that's the whole thing? Thing is, but then yeah, you're, that's, but, that's how you but, get clear, right? Ah. Right, but fate, but you're operating Phaeton is maybe it's not the Phaetons that are the bad ones because you're an operating Phaeton when you hit a certain level, right? Right. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while since I looked at it. OT8, man. Isn't that the one? The level you get where you find out about Xenu and all that shit? <laughs> <laughs> and you're too deep in to pull out. <laughs> yep. Where's Xenu now, Danny Masterson? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Xenu now? <laughs> <laughs> Where's LRH? Because <laughs> you know what you are, Danny? You are F-U-C-K-E-D. <laughs> huh. Yeah, they must have some pretty good proof on him, Ian. Oh, do they? I mean, oh. rape cases are hard to fucking try. Right. They are. It's true. Well, at least it's moving forward, and the judge doesn't seem to be an idiot. So, Karen, don't post the link to that next one yet. Apparently, I put the wrong link in there. Oh, okay. So, I don't have the story in front of me, but in another justice 
religion story, uh, the Department of Justice is dropping an investigation of Brigham Young University. So they were investigating Brigham Young University because of their uh, discrimination against LGBTQ people. The, the, it turns out Mormons don't like that. Don't like the uh, don't alternative like the lifestyles, as I'm sure they call sure. it. Hmm. Um, and they discriminate. They they pretty much in any way they want. And sure. the Department of Justice uh, issued a report that said, yeah, we're dropping the investigation. They're religious. They can discriminate. What do you want? Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Basically saying that, yeah, the, the university is going to discriminate and then the government is totally behind it. So that's a huge loss for... Yeah, I mean, as long as BYU isn't receiving federal funding, then... I am opposed to that, but support their right to do so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they do receive some federal funding, and that's what the whole suit was wow. was originally about. Like, the, it is a private university, but I believe that they get government funding grants for different things. Maybe huh. I'm, I'm wrong. Again, I don't have the story in front of me, and I need right, to find right, that that's link. Fine. But, the, the, yeah, that was the whole argument of the uh, the reason the this, this suit was brought forward. Depart we'll have to see how that develops. Yeah, the Department of Education is now investigating instead. Maybe it just got moved. Right. Maybe they will look at pulling some of the money going there. Mm. Hmm. Uh, another follow-up, uh, and this was really uh, fairly, <laughs> fairly easy, but um, I thought it was amusing. I know that uh, Jared's uh, a fan of Stern. Uh, Howard Stern came out uh, against what Joe Rogan's doing and basically said, look, just just give an apology. Just say, look, I'm a comedian. I don't really know what I'm talking about. You shouldn't take medical advice from me and move on and continue your podcast. That's pretty much what Stern said. Just apologize and move on. But he, I mean, he kind of did do that. Well, except that he's, he didn't really apologize. I thought he basically said, look, if you, if you listen to me and take this as medical advice, that's your problem. Hmm. But was was that not what Rogan had said? I, I think know. so. I, I thought he said he was okay with everything everyone has suggested. <laughs> it was like, shit, put a warning yeah. in front of my show. Put an audio warning that says some of this stuff is nonsense. Whatever you guys want to do, go ahead and do that. I'm just going to keep doing my show the way I do it. That's why I'm super rich. No, mm. I thought he said something to the effect of like, oh, well, maybe I should get different angles Guess. on it. Mm. But he didn't say anything about not doing it. I don't know if Howard Stern was like when he was saying move on, like, yeah. Apologize and stop talking about it. <laughs> that wasn't what, what I took I, from it. I don't know. What I love, though, is that Howard is very, very pro-vax, pro-mask, pro-everything because he's such a germaphobe. <laughs> it has mm. nothing to do with what he had. <laughs> he does not want anything out there. So he was like, God damn it. Like, it wasn't – he was very middle of the road on Trump for a long time. Like, it's, I don't talk politics. not a political show. I don't want to get into it. As soon as COVID broke out, he's like, fuck all that noise. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> it was on and on and on. Yeah, I think yeah, the, I, th I think Stern is, is well, I mean, the thing is, if you're a germaphobe, that means you understand you've done a little bit of, of research into how germs work. Like, you, most germ <laughs> germaphobes, there's, there's a reason. Like... You can't see the virus. You can't. You can't know if you're being exposed. Like germaphobes take it a little too far. But at the same time, 
he knows i mean i'm sure howard stern is very aware of how it spreads and 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 has that base knowledge and that's why he's like no we we got to do everything that we can right i'm not saying like i'm i'm saying like he's in the right right it's just that he's so crazy, you know, like, if, if anybody in his office even has a cold, they're not allowed anywhere near him, you know, it's just, it's, it, he's crazy in that regard. <laughs> sure. He's extreme. Probably right. not crazy, but extreme, I'll give you. And I feel like, oh, so now that it's affecting you, Howard, you mm. know, you're on the side, but, you know, whatever, I'll take it where I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what, maybe Joe only apologized for saying the N-word and not, uh... Not this. I don't know. There was so many, so much shit going on. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't really, uh, doesn't really pay attention to the words coming out of his mouth. No. Well, he just boomerangs what other people say. There's no, there's no original thought there. <laughs> it's just the last person he talked to. That's his opinion. And it he doesn't talks to matter. <laughs> it's been a week now. People aren't even talking about this anymore. It's over. True. Joe, you did the best thing. Just keep your head down. Don't say anything, and people forget about it. No. <laughs> keep spreading your misinformation. <laughs> Uh, another conservative not keeping his head down. I think he, I, I swear, Charlie Kirk does this just <laughs> so that he stays relevant. Oh, it's 100% that. Yeah. Yeah. But he tweeted out about the Super Bowl, and I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl anyway, specifically the halftime show. Um, but he tweeted out that the halftime show was sexual anarchy, that stuff like this should not be allowed on television. So, He's trying to cancel the halftime show. Like, I thought he was against cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm really curious what upset him. And there was a little bit of, you know, thigh and some really big cheerleader outfits. I don't quite understand the problem. <laughs> there was a lot of booty shaking. Glad that no one missed those cheerleaders because they were a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm with you, Karen. Charlie, like Ray was saying, Charlie Kirk. The NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. I have no idea what he was watching. No. During oh, the halftime show of oh, the Super I know, Bowl. I know what he saw. Hmm. I'll tell you what he saw. He what saw happened? four black superstars <laughs> and one white dude and a lot of black people dancing. Mm. And that is what it was. <laughs> I think I think he saw a lot of black booty shaking, got a little bit of a boner, and felt bad about it. And that's no, uh, that's what I'm willing to bullshit. I'm willing to tell you that Charlie Kirk absolutely enjoyed that fucking halftime show, sang along with most of the songs that he knew, loved it, and then said, "Okay, well, I know my job. I got to shit on this somehow." Because <laughs> did you catch the Candace Owens thing? Oh, it was so good, Jared. <laughs> oh, man, chef's kiss, She was right? accidentally herself for like a split second. Yep, yep. an actual human. <laughs> fucking <laughs> All right. got a whirlwind of poop for, for our it. listeners, <laughs> because I clearly know what you're talking about. For our listeners, what did Candace Owens do? <laughs> Candace Owens tweeted out, this is an excellent Super Bowl halftime performance. Undeniable hip hop and R&B excellence. <laughs> and her supporters this went, is, blah. <laughs> the, for the first time that her and I publicly, completely the same page, <laughs> was an excellent halftime performance, undeniable hip-hop and R&B excellence. Right. All of that is totally accurate. Oh, oh, oh man, mm. our fans are so angry. <laughs> I thought you hated yep. black people, Candace. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're like, did you see how she reached? She's like, now wait a minute, I like country music too, and that would have been perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Boy, I saw a lot, uh. a lot of people bitching. The, the The best one I saw, they were talking about in the majority report, is like how these fucking rednecks think. They're like, well, why can't we just have an R and B group and like a rock and roll group up there and let the audience decide who who won by the fucking clapping? And everyone's like, why's it got to be a competition? Like, yeah. why, can't it, why can't we just enjoy it all? <laughs> so I have. I, uh, oh, go ahead. They go ahead. So mad about this fucking halftime show. <laughs> I, I don't understand the anger. The only person that has emerged from this as my new nemesis is a man named Nick Adams. Who does? So he? he's a Trump sycophant. He writes books titled, you know, Trump and Churchill, who was the better leader. Trump and Reagan, who were the two greatest human beings who've ever walked the earth. Think, things of that nature. Because <laughs> he was also outraged. But boy, did he go too far. He said Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, and Lee Greenwood would put on a better halftime show. Oh, oh, much better <laughs> than these hoodlums. Oh. <laughs> you know, when I read that, too, I was like, first of all, I don't even know if Lee Greenwood is alive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Right, but I'm like, this poor fucker has been dragged around by Trump this for the past six years. I'm like, I wonder what his actual thoughts are on this. He is I, alive. He's 78. I, okay, for him to list those three people, I'm like, now you're like these other three people. I get it because they're constantly doing their shtick, but I was like, you've gone over the top now. <laughs> no one wants to see a show starring Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, and Lee Greenwood, including <laughs> the three of them. <laughs> I disagree. I I imagine there was a lot of rednecks who would love to have seen that halftime show. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the... I, I would be surprised. Lee Greenwood, Ted Nugent, like Kid Rock recently. And this new video is so bad. Why would... <laughs> this halftime show was so good. Yeah, it, it was. Really so was. good. Yeah, there I was have, surprised I to... 50 Cent hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, um, <laughs> and it was on the special patron show, I mentioned how I fucking hate live music. I watched this and thoroughly enjoyed it. The halftime show? You, show? To, yeah, to show you how good it was. Especially yeah. when I was able to fast through the Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blythe parts, because <laughs> I don't know their songs. <laughs> but, you don't know Mary but, J? Eh, not enough that I was enjoying it. <clears throat> okay. But just the sheer joy on Snoop's face yeah. while oh. he was out there, my man was having a great time. He was having a fantastic time, <laughs> which I really appreciate. I really feel like... In addition to, you know, this excellent, I, I feel like th there was just so many things at work. Like the production value was excellent. All the extras and the dancers were on it. I feel like in a way this was, you know, Snoop getting, you know, uh, celebrating the fact that he is now the owner of Death Row Records. Right. And <laughs> it was so good. They all did a really good job. Even even when Eminem exploded out of that building. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh-oh, everyone's too excited. Uh, nobody, and then when he nobody, took a nobody, knee for like yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> nobody really fucking bitching and moaning about that that much. No. Everyone's been pretty chill about the whole situation. But uh including Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. Suppose supposedly though that the NFL told him not to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But supposedly also the NFL was at all of the um the rehearsals and he did it at the rehearsals and they didn't say anything. So that might have yeah. been a just a you know made up controversy. That was How to make sure they that they that the NFL didn't lose more, you know, more fan base. Hmm. So I have. How much do you think they get paid for that? Oh, good. I have uh, a kind of a tangent thing. So in my Facebook feed, 
that night and and the next day lit up with people doing nothing but bitching about the halftime show and no, really yeah and now these are all central pa you know rednecky right. kind of people but the consensus, the whole argument that they had, they're like, this isn't my type of music. I guess I'm too old. Hmm. Like, that was what... Dude, I, they're all in their 50s! Yeah. And, <laughs> except for Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> and, like, Snoop and Dre, like, you're talking back in the early 90s, mid-80s for Dre when he was huge. Right. Like, these are music that's been around for 20 to 30 years. You're too old isn't what you disliked about that halftime show. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you were to say, I never really got into the hip-hop scene, it, it kind of missed me. I yeah, lived in the middle I'm of Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> right. First of all, I mean, there's. I will never say that I'm into hip-hop or R&B. I'm not. But if you weren't listening to the fucking The Chronic in 93, 94, <laughs> yeah, everybody when, when loved Style that. dropped in 93, yeah. that yeah. was an absolute game changer on the music scene. Mm. Everybody listened to that fucking album. Yeah. Not yeah, everybody. I get evidently. it if it's not your jam, but <laughs> yeah. claim ignorance are... of it or <laughs> you're too old. I'm too old <laughs> to appreciate 40-year-old music. <laughs> <laughs> what they're really mad about is they're like, man. There's been like 20 straight years of fucking white dudes playing, man. Mm. What's going on? There's, f you know, all these black people. It's over. It was. <laughs> now, while that added to, to, to the quality of the whole show, that Super Bowl halftime show was black as hell. Right. Mm. It was it was very black. And I, I, I think it made it even better somehow. Yeah. But, I mean, they were all, all the, all the dancers, all the extras – Everybody seemed like they were having just an incredible experience. It was very L.A., very L.A. hip-hop scene. Mm. Yeah, it was very appropriate. Uh, but it was brought to mind. Uh, I was watching somebody talk about it before I had actually watched it, and they mentioned this, and after they mentioned it, I couldn't help but see it. But there were so many people that just had to stare at their backs. Yeah. and It was a one-sided show, that's for sure, yeah. During the 50-cent pit, I'm like... That dude's not even on the top. He's in a fucking room. No one can see him from the other side. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's TVs, there's, you know, there's TVs everywhere. You can see I by looking it. at a monitor, but it's not the same. <laughs> You'd think like one of them would turn around to the audience behind them. <laughs> mm. Well, there's a lot more people watching on the TV than there are in the stadium. That's true. I would say that, the you know, it, it's also a bigger audience. Like you're really going for the TV audience. At that yeah. sort of thing. Like, For sure. it doesn't matter how good of a stage setup you have, the people in the stadium, you're going to look like ants to them. So, mm. And you get the weird echo in stadiums. It's just not going to be a good, a great experience. I do but have okay. to, uh, to I, was it Jared who said Kendrick Lamar was the, my, the least favorite part of that, uh, of that presentation? <laughs> I just, I don't know his stuff and it just wasn't, it mm. didn't click with me at all. I'm totally with mm. Alpha on it wasn't my jam. <laughs> mm. Oh, so I totally understand that. I guess the only thing that I would say that would, to, to amend your statement is his performance was the least familiar to you. Correct. Because his performance was excellent. Yeah. Like the show was, was, great yeah um, he did his his bit was awesome but i know that that he was definitely you know he has the least mainstream hits and he's the most recent artist right. he's only you know the last 10 years or so yeah <laughs> but he you know he doesn't have any i can't point to a single kendrick lamar song where i go oh they've heard that mm. yeah probably not all the others i think i had heard <laughs> so yeah 
All right. Unless somebody has something else about that, I was going to move on. Do it. Um, Everyone's waiting for this next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to intro this. It's just, it's so glorious. Like, it's it's right up there with the the other stupid shit that, like, Bobert has said uh, about how the, the Constitution we talked about last week, the Constitution should never be, you know, changed. It's it's set in stone, et cetera. Um, <laughs> yep. the, the fan of the Second Amendment saying that. But this... I, this was amazing. Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi and how she apparently she thinks Nancy Pelosi is bringing Nazi Germany to this country. And she referred to the Gaspacho police cracking down on the Capitol and on her peers, other people in Congress. Gaspacho. Now, just so I know, police. for my benefit and maybe some listeners who don't know every detail of this story. Did she say this or did she tweet this? She said it. Oh, it's on that's video. Actual embarrassing. voice. Yes. yes. If this had been a tweet, I would have been like, maybe it was autocorrect. If she said this aloud. <laughs> oh, she did. Yes. Yeah. There's actually a video in this link. Now, this link is on The Guardian. Uh, it's it's actually talking about the soup Nazi from uh, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Sorry, I could just picture her with all the confidence in the world. <laughs> So Gaspacho police are coming for us. To be, to be clear, Gaspacho is a cold Spanish soup, and what she really meant was the Gestapo, which was the mm. Nazi Germany secret police. I love his quote. Larry Thomas, the actor behind the Seinfeld character, gives his take on the viral gaffe. You can't write this shit. <laughs> Gaspacho police. Spacho police. <laughs> and so again, remember last week we were talking about Lauren Boebert and her yeah. thing. Again, so I asked the question, does Marjorie Taylor Greene go home and go, what a fucking dummy. <laughs> I am. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if it was Trump. I always try and imagine what Trump would do because Trump fucked up verbally so many different times. And he just would the next day be like, that's not what I said. Or right. you just ignore it. They Nobody would question him. Right. Yeah. You know. Yes. Or Sean Spicer would come out and be like, no, Kofefe's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. The people who know it know what it means. Right. <laughs> this is, this, as Hesgen Gixson points out, the same woman who went to the Holocaust Museum not that long ago and said that she <laughs> learned a lot. Well, apparently she mm -hmm. didn't. She needs to go back. She needs to sort some words out. Gaspacho. <laughs> like when you, when she said it. Did she realize she fucked up? And no. then, like, again, no. like, Trump was like, I can't. I mean, what? I know, I saw that, but I'm, I'm thinking, it, like, in her head. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you say the wrong word by accident. It happens. Oh, yeah. Marjorie, we all, we've all been there. But because, like, Trump, who can never admit that he's done anything wrong, she's like, well, I can't backtrack and, and you know, say the right word. Uh, so I'm just going to keep going. Well, I don't know, he maybe. would actually I've... try to correct himself at times. He'd n hear it come out and know it was wrong and try to say it again and say it again wrong again. No, well, she, no. she just well, no, kept moving no, when, forward. Yeah. When Trump would fuck up a word, he would go – he would make it seem like that was the right word and then he would go, and the real word. Right. And sometimes right? fuck it up again, but he'd try. Right. Yeah. You know. No, she just kept rolling. So I don't know. She had no idea because she's a moron. I don't know. I'm thinking back to the time when, when Trump was talking about the origins of something. And he kept saying oranges over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> he said it multiple times. He knew it was wrong. Oh, that was him stroking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or his teeth were loose, one of the two. Yeah, Yeah, but I, I distinctly remember any time he would fuck a word up, 
or misstay the wrong word, he would just go, and, like, if I was going to say stadiums, but I said palladiums, I'm like, they're at the palladiums and the stadiums, you know, like, that's how he would do it. Right. Yes. You know, or the airports in the Revolutionary War. You know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) She just kept going. ramparts. She just, uh, she, I don't think she even recognized. I'm curious what her reaction is after the fact. Because, again, you would think that she would be like, yeah, I said the wrong word, but everyone knew what I meant. Right. Yeah, no, that seems to – that you have to have humility to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be like, because that would be my response. to be like, fuck you guys. You know what I meant? I fucked the word up. You know? <laughs> oh, she followed up with um, – her, her follow-up was, some of us slip up a word every now and then, but Joe Biden doesn't even know the words coming out of his mouth practically all the time. Mm. Good, that's a sentence. <laughs> The good news is that the people know the difference. So in the famous words of someone I hold dear, Kofefe. <laughs> she actually said that? Yes, she did. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Look, Trump got things wrong too. No. Do they have to tie every goddamn thing back to Biden? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. I think that's the only thing they're being paid for. Or Pelosi. It's their choice, really. You got to keep up the anger. All right. I'm moving on to some of the religious nonsense stuff that I uh, that I saw um, this week we had, I believe we had talked about it before. There was a Hindu teacher in Pakistan who was accused of blasphemy, has been imprisoned for it, and has just recently been sentenced. Now, this is a teacher who I think teaches at college, but for some reason was like guest speaking at a high school. And in any case, a student messaged their parents saying that they had that this teacher had said something blasphemous that's really all the evidence that that they had was like the the teacher and the student and the student's parents um uh going to the police so in any case the teacher has uh now been sentenced to life imprisonment uh they have Jeez. already been in jail since 2019 wow uh, and had tried to uh, get bail a couple times. It was denied and now has been sentenced to life imprisonment for saying something that some of the people considered blasphemous. There's no details that I could see about what they actually said in class, but it's just, uh, wow, it's a crazy story. Wow. Yeah. That is disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Life imprisonment because you said something. That the religious people didn't like. Well, he's Hindu, and, he said, and, and, it, he, and he was saying it to a Muslim Muslim classroom, I'm assuming, or Muslim students. And it was a child who turned him in. Yeah, yeah, the middle school. Yeah, yeah. My understanding is that the 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 high schooler messages their parents or told their parents, and then the next day the parents went to the police, and he was arrested. Man, some other craziness while we are in that part of the world in uh, in Peshawar, um, police took notice of a report <clears throat> that came from a hospital. So apparently this was posted on social media. I don't know who posted on social media, but the police took note of a X-ray that was on social media. The X-ray shows a woman's head with a nail nailed into her skull. Wow. And the police went, wait, what? So... They went to investigate, went to the hospital. They got the whole story. So here's the story. This woman uh, is pregnant, uh, fairly, fairly well pregnant, like five, six months into it. Um, She is concerned because she has had four daughters previously. And her husband says that if she has another girl, he's going to leave her. 
So she went to the local faith healer and said, what can I do? What can I do to make sure that I have a boy? And apparently he gave her the nail along with the promise that if she were to put a nail in her head, that she would have a male child. She went home and started driving the nail into her skull. Uh, and then her family noticed something was wrong when she screamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when she screamed. And uh, apparently came in, tried to remove the nail, just in case this ever happens to you, don't do not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they couldn't remove it, took her to the hospital to have it surgically removed. Wow. Ah, that's, uh, that's a religious leader, like, really not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Drive a nail in your head. That'll that'll make you have a boy. Why would you say that? <laughs> don't. There's there's so many levels of this that that, yeah. that don't work, and that is really at the forefront. Like, why would you ever speak those words aloud for any reason? Like, what what could you have gained? What could they have gained? Right, yeah. When she got home, did the husband say, "If you have a girl, I'm leaving you." Also, if anyone ever tells you to drive a nail in your head, and you believe them. I'm still going to leave you. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jeez. Cra- Why? Crazy religion. That just seems cruel. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was so fucking sick of her coming to him and being like, oh, well, how do I have a boy? And he, like, this went on for years. And he was like, you know what you do? Drive a fucking nail through your head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, Thanks, bye. And then hand her a nail. Yeah. I don't think the gender is necessarily fixed at five or six months if you believe God can change it. Just, just saying. Right. God will fix all things. Supposedly, there is a local story that a woman in her locality did the same thing and gave birth to a boy, even though the ultrasound had shown her unborn child to be a girl. So there had been, you know, peer-studied review <laughs> that this worked for somebody else. Ay. Crazy religion. Yep. I mean, that's also got to be some type of lack of education that this woman oh, yeah. was like. We said hmm. religion. <laughs> Right, but I mean, like, you could be religious and also have gone to school and go, I don't care how good I believe in my religion, a nail through my head is probably not going to work. Yeah, but if you truly believe in your religion, uh, you also then believe that God can perform miracles, and there's a price to pay for his miracle. And if- I don't know. I think you put a lot of fa- you. You think people are wholehearted in. I don't. Hmm. I think they're all full of shit. That's true. <laughs> so that that's the real test of faith, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Put this nail through your fucking skull. How how much do you believe in that? I'm right. I mean, the Bible is full of parables about how much do you believe, how much do you trust, how faithful are you. So well, I think most I think religions we just found our way to. We <laughs> most- found a way to get rid of a lot of religious people. <laughs> <laughs> nail in the head. Yep. Or we at least found out. Yeah. But that those I feel like those are the ones that are, are I don't know uh, like I I don't want to punish the rubes mm. I want to punish the willfully dishonest right. yeah sure yeah the faith healers who take advantage of these people who have complete faith in their religion and then are therefore susceptible to anything that they say right, right. anytime you have that kind of power imbalance it's always going to lead to the suffering of of the people that are lower on the rung on a lower rung so. So while we're on religious uh, nonsense, indoctrination, uh, West Virginia, there was a student walkout because there was a Christian revival assembly in the school. Uh, The school was okay with it because there was a sign-up sheet and, you know, the students didn't have to be there. They could just sign up. 
and then go if they wanted, uh, except that apparently they weren't clear about this with all the teachers, and a couple of the teachers took their entire classes and forced them to go to this Bible revival, uh, the Christian Revival Assembly in the school's auditorium, led by teachers and coaches at the school, um, and some of the students who were forced to go uh, reacted, and the next day staged a walkout. Um, good, good for them. them. That That's ballsy. I mean, to do that and to be a high school student and do that, good for you. But, uh, mm. but one, just the idea that there is a Christian assembly that's led by teachers, whether it's voluntary or not, like they talked about coaches and teachers being here. I'm sure that these coaches and teachers presented it, mentioned it. And if you think that the high school students didn't feel a tad bit of, you know, peer pressure, peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. adult pressure, yeah. I, well, it's high not- school campuses aren't open campuses. Someone has to watch these kids. What the fuck are they going to do if they're not going to go to this optional thing yeah. and their teacher's going? You can't just walk the halls and have a study good time. Study hall. Study hall. <laughs> right. But study hall was like an organized situation where there was a teacher. Like, if oh. it's then on the student to find a study hall where the teacher is willing to accept a student into that study hall that isn't in their normal class, that's that's an absurd notion. That's This is West Virginia at its lowest. Yeah. Mm. No, oh, so far that's at their lowest. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they get lower. No, I'm yeah, you're, you're yeah. correct. <laughs> this is just so colossally disappointing. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention that at this assembly, one of the very first things that was said in the assembly was that if you are you well, they were told to raise their hands up above their head and give their lives over to Jesus to find purpose and salvation, and that those who do not follow the Bible go to hell when they die. This was like the opening statement <laughs> of this wow. uh, Christian revival. I mean, man, in my high school, yeah, in my high school, they had a, an assembly and they brought an astronaut in. I don't remember which astronaut it was. He'd been on the moon. Um, and during re-entry, had, he had a religious epiphany. They didn't know that. So he came in and he talked about how being an astronaut was really cool. We showed his uniform. That was cool. And then he started talking about Jesus and everybody got really quiet. <laughs> and they shut it down. <laughs> and that was a while ago. Wow. So West Virginia. Yeah, that, that's the responsible thing to do. I just, yeah. I, I can't imagine this guise of it's optional or mm. well they had to sign up or they could have just left i am a middle-aged man very comfortable in who i am and i still get quiet and awkward when i'm somewhere where people feel the need to say grace before their meal mm. i'm like shit do i have to bow my head do i have to close my eyes what's going on <laughs> should i just oh tap my, my god really dude i get so <laughs> defiant when shit like that happens to me <laughs> you just stand I there and fu- tap your toes Make a noise? No, I'll put it. I fucking scoop a big fucking thing of food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Do, you. do you chew noisily during? Yes, I told no. you what I did at that at my fucking office party. You, you lost me there. I just, I just can't take people chewing loudly, no matter what the cost. Oh, oh, I mean, I don't do that when I normally eat, but I'm gonna make a show of it. <laughs> right. I'll put a whole goddamn steak in my hands and start ripping it apart. <laughs> Uh, Karen, can you reach out to Cameron Mays on Facebook and ask him to come on the show and tell us about his experience? I'm sorry? 
I'm as part of that. I said, can you reach out to this Cameron Mays kid on Facebook and ask him to come on this show? <laughs> oh. Tell us about his experience. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. It has to be you. The rest of us are creepy middle-aged dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah, middle-aged woman. That'll, that'll go over well as well. Yeah. Totally reasonable. <laughs> You're kind and approachable. <laughs> the three of us are gross. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with you there. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sweet double burn. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. All right. So I'm going to hit some of these uh, state stories. Uh, I'm going to try and pursue them kind of quick because there's there's a ton All of right. them. In Vermont, let's start with this one. In Vermont, the House in Vermont has approved the Reproductive Liberty Amendment. Now, I know what you're thinking. Reproductive liberty. Obviously, this is conservatives play on words to try and uh, know, as it turns out. Uh, Vermont has been uh, the, the House. The, what they passed is that there's no mention of abortion anywhere in it, but it is all about the right to reproductive autonomy and the idea that birth control, um, abortion, and just just sexual rights in general are now going to be stated in law that they cannot be impinged upon. Um, be. So it's to protect the – completely protect reproductive rights of women. So One of, good on know, Vermont. One of the other uh, New England states was doing a constitutional amendment, a state constitutional amendment affirming uh, abortion oh. rights. So New England, everybody had a place to go. Apparently. But now, just so we're clear, I believe you led with the phrase Vermont House approves. Mm. Good luck getting this through the Vermont Senate and the Vermont mm. governor. But it is Vermont, so I have like this glimmer. There's a glimmer, but this isn't a law and... Tell me again. In so a couple this, weeks, is this is actually what out. what's happening with this. It was voted 107 to 41 uh, in favor. And now that the House has passed it, the proposal actually has been fully approved by the legislature and will go before state voters this November. Huh. Interesting. So it's it's going to be voted on by the populace, not by. Right. Oh, huh. well, that's, that's a that's a strong shifted from a. Probably not to a strong maybe. And this is a constitutional amendment. This is the one I was thinking of. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's not two states. It's just Vermont. <laughs> yeah. Right. So good on Vermont. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in Virginia, going the other way, not about abortion, but uh, they have a bill that would okay funding for faith-based nonprofit organizations. Nonprofit organizations have... Uh, basically, it's it's the, the separation of the church and state. You cannot... Be you cannot get funding from the government if you are a religious nonprofit organization. That's that's just how it is. Well, there's now specifically a bill introduced to completely allow state funding for religious NPOs. Doesn't that um, butt up against federal law though? Separation of <sighs> church and state. Yeah, I mean it's an attempt, I'm sure, to get it approved by the Supreme Court while they have a majority. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in Kansas, the next one is in Kansas, and this moves on to uh, coronavirus stuff. The Senate, there's been a Senate committee that has approved a new bill that would allow parents to state religious beliefs uh, in order to get their kids to avoid the COVID-19 vaccine. So this bill doesn't require anything other than a parent saying, I have a religious belief, therefore my kids don't have to be vaccinated. Wow. So that's good. Uh, in contrast, in Massachusetts, they're doing the exact opposite. Uh, they're putting out a bill 
<laughs> basically saying that uh, there will be no religious exemptions mm. to yeah. uh, vaccine mandates. Like, none. Boy, the New England area coming out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back over in Pennsylvania, there's uh -oh. a bill being considered by lawmakers to allow doctors to prescribe ivermectin or uh, what's the other one? Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Thank you. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a bill that would allow doctors to prescribe this even if they are not, you know, part of the general treatment for COVID-19. The major yeah. problem with this and something that uh, one of the Democrats in the uh, in the state Congress pointed out is that uh, doctors can already do this. Right. Doctors off, can off already brand. prescribe whatever they want. Right. The doctors don't because they don't think it will help you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what is the point of this? Now I'm super confused. Um, I think the point of it is to further the Republican agenda and just make sure that everybody knows that the Republicans who are in Pennsylvania are fighting for your rights. To, making your lives better. Yeah. The other so you – that's just so – sorry, I – I, I, I guess I do. I understand the publicity, and that just seems weird. Well, the other part of it. So in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's another part of it. My home yeah. state. They are trying to pass a law that says doctors are allowed to write prescriptions. Well, there's a second part of it that I think is actually the important part, and that is the without facing criminal or professional penalties. So they cannot be penalized by the American that Medical Association for doing off-branding of a drug that does not help. There yeah. you go. That is the yeah. key. I was confused, and now it makes sense because they are doing the same thing in Tennessee. the The Tennessee, uh, the 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 their medical board in Tennessee is fining and trying to take away licenses of doctors who practice the same things that doctors on the front line practices, mm. or the front America's frontline doctors and ivermectin and and all this, saying you know there's microchips in the vaccine. Right. So the GOP of Tennessee has just decided they will disband that board. Oh. <laughs> you can't have doctors making decisions about what doctors can say. It's crazy. Uh, where, where does this end up, though? We have our, you know, everybody has their own hospital. There's the Republican hospitals and the Democratic hospitals. And we have Democrat doctors and woefully low number of Republican doctors that are actively trying to kill you. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Kind of, right up until the same thing happens with that as is happening with education, where public schools suddenly don't get funding and all of it mm. goes to the private religious schools. And it'll be the same thing, where the Republican – somehow the Republican hospitals have all the money and Democrats' hospitals have none. Right. I, I mean, eventually this will start costing a lot more money and, you know, uh, life insurance companies are going to get pissed off. Health insurance companies are going to get pissed off and they'll put their foot down and corporations will put an end to this nonsense. But until then – we're stuck with it. Maybe. You would think there would be pushback right now. You'd think. Uh, meanwhile, over in New York, teachers in New York have tried to block the city's vaccine mandate. Um, this has actually gone to the Supreme Court, and on Friday, the Supreme Court rejected it. They are not going to hear it, so the, uh, the courts are not going to block the New York City vaccine mandate. Uh, the decision to reject was issued by Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah, she just wrote the rejection, so. Right. Hmm. I bet the other justices were dicks about it, too. <laughs> oh, I bet you really are excited to write this rejection letter, you stupid lib, trying to get me to wear a mask. <laughs> I'm Neil Gorsuch. I'm a cocksucker. I won't change my seat. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking cunt. Mm. 
Another thing while we're talking about COVID-19, the ivermectin people, uh, they're expanding. It's not just ivermectin now. Even though ivermectin's not shown to be treating any COVID uh, symptoms or as a as a cure, that's, that's what's believed. But now there are uh, ivermectin doctors, part of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, <sighs> which is, again... The, the frontline word is the part that gives it away. Um, this is a group right. of ivermectin backers. Um, they are now telling people to take uh, mood enhancement drugs and... Antidepressants? Yeah, Prozac. Anti- yeah, yeah, Prozac. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, a decent number of those people could probably use it, but shaking it short term doesn't really help. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I'm having a down day. I'm going to take a Prozac and feel right. better. <laughs> More of a long-term plan. Yeah. Wow. That's just bizarre. Sorry, because I was I was definitely with Ray. I was skeptical. I was like, well, you already have two cure-all wonder drugs to fix every ailment. Why Why would you pitch something else? I mean, other than for money, I, I, I'm a, we've been doing this show for a long mm. time. I know that everything boils down to how can we fleece dumb people in Portland. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, Prozac, I didn't see that coming. That's weird. I don't like it. There was another drug that they were uh, adding to it as well, and I can't find what it's called right now. All I remember is I did I – I, I won't be able to read it off in any case. I looked at the word and went, that is – there's not a chance I'm going to be able to pronounce that. But right it's now like a, I can't find it in the article anyway. But it's an androgen suppressant. It has a variety of uses, including treating hair loss and acne. And they're also well-known for the use in transgender health care. So I'm not sure what an androgen suppressant is, but it's a hormonal thing, I'm sure. Interesting. Man, nobody, none of them are going to have lice, so that's a good thing. <laughs> All this ivermectin. <laughs> there you go. No tapeworms for you. You think the people who own ivermectin are like, what is going on here? Like, should we, like, have, like, reps out there now? Like, going to doctor's offices? Like, <laughs> handing out free fucking samples and shit? Well, it's it's actually, the generic is available, but I think it's originally a Pfizer product, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just to wrap up the stupid... Oh, here, here, here you are, Karen. Androgen. Hmm is a natural or synthetic steroid hormone that regulates the development and maintenance of male characteristics in vertebrae. There you go. So it's a, it's a male hormone, but it's an, and well, this is an androgen suppressant though. Oh, so this helps you helps keep your androgen levels down so you can start to express more feminine characteristics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's not how they're advertising it. Probably not. (laughs) There's two medicines that have nothing to do with what you need. Some Prozac to make you feel better about the fact that you're growing boobs. (laughs) I love this plan. Everybody subscribe to America's frontline COVID whatever. FLCCC. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it almost it almost spells fleece. It's so close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. This week's In Memoriam, uh, I believe Karen posted this, Paul Obel, uh, 63, he's a founder and CEO of Faith Unveiled Network, <laughs> uh, regularly been an anti-vaxxer and uh, promoting ivermectin on his show as well, uh, Truth Unveiled, again, the name of his show. Uh, has now died after acute respiratory syndrome, failing kidneys, liver, and lungs, and uh, finally succumbed to uh, the effects of COVID-19. 
Um, he died on February 8th. He had been in the hospital since December 20th in ICU on an intubate. Intubated, that's the word. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That, that's that a very long time. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, Ivermectin, you got to get some younger spokesmen. You know? Seriously. <laughs> some people can handle COVID when they get it. Yeah. Candace, I want to call. <laughs> I have to say that while I was going through these different articles, there were there were two or three talking about, and I didn't have them listed, but um, they were talking about people who were 100% anti-vax until someone close to them was in the hospital for a long period of time. The one that, that really caught my attention was this guy that was big on social media, anti-vax, and then his wife got COVID-19, within three days was in the hospital, a few days after that was intubated, and it was something like a week after that, they were doing this process, I forget what it was, what it's called, but it's a process of, she, by the way, she was 18 months pregnant. Oh. Oh, I read this um, article. She was, it's, so they started this process where they would take her blood out, oxygenate ECMO. it, and reintroduce it to her system. Yeah, it's an ECMO. Right. So your lungs yes. don't have to do anything. Yeah. And did did you just did, did you say eighteen months pregnant? Eighteen weeks. He did, but he he said <laughs> okay. he meant weeks. weeks. I was. <laughs> she was eighteen months pregnant. <laughs> oh my! <Whew. laughs> I didn't even bat an eyelash when he said it. Eighteen weeks pregnant. <laughs> so in any case, uh, with this process, it's dangerous. Uh, mm. She suffered a heart attack and multiple minor strokes, but survived. She's at home now. She's still oh. on oxygen. But uh, so it took that for this big anti-vaxxer to go, hey, you know what I was saying? Everybody don't listen to me. Actually, listen to me now. Everybody get vaccinated. Yeah, I didn't know the story took a good mm. turn. I mean, good ish. Yeah. When I was reading the story, I thought the people in the hospital are like, listen, we can either deliver this child now, but it's so premature. It will definitely die. But you'll at least have a 50 percent chance of saving your wife or. We could keep going how we're going, and then you should have about a 0% chance of saving both your child and your wife. And my understanding – They ended up get, keeping both, but she – yeah. yeah mom is, is – Wow. Injured, so. What but, a choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it, apparently it went to – so she was hospitalized at 18 weeks. At about 31 weeks, mm. they performed a C-section and, yeah, saved the baby, and, and yeah, they're both at home now, so yeah. – but she's on oxygen, um, can't stand for, you know, she can walk 500 feet before she has to rest for an hour and she'll get sure. better, but no, she won't get better. Hey, she got her freedoms though. Yeah. I, I don't understand because pregnancy, you know, it, it it's case after case after case of people that are young and healthy and normally would survive COVID. Pregnancy throws a wrench into it. You should really get vaccinated. Yeah. You know what I hear helps? A nail in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Totally. I thought for sure when you started this story, you were going to bring up Chuck Woolery again, which is my favorite <laughs> COVID story. I don't remember. Remind me, Chuck Woolery. I know who it is, but what happened with COVID? Chuck Woolery was bitching on Twitter about how COVID wasn't real. And then, like, I, I believe it might have been like two weeks later, his son got it and might have died, or his son got it was in the hospital. And Chuck wrote, uh, COVID is real, and then closes the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just the flu. Oh, it's not just the flu. <laughs> All right, so the last thing that I have is about QAnon's adrenochrome story. Uh, this is on McGill.ca. 
this is it brings it back around because when we originally mentioned adrenochrome on this show and the fact that QAnon believers think that the Democrats are having having this child slavery deal and frightening them and draining out their their adrenaline and making adrenochrome from it in order to I don't know get high or whatever make themselves younger. So that's the whole that's part of the QAnon conspiracy theory. <laughs> They're Democrats, not Skeksis. <laughs> so this story goes into how it came to be, what adrenochrome is, and how how it got to where it is. And I think Ian, Ian's original reaction was, wait, adrenochrome? Like, from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? <laughs> and... Yeah, that's exactly what this article says, is that it's it's a bit of misinformation founded under Hunter S. Thompson's uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, the idea that adrenochrome was being harvested. So that that's like the first place that it was really brought up into like uh, public the public sphere. And it just it went from there. So as it turns out, there was a a couple of people who were working on um, uh, split personality schizophrenia, and they had this uh, theory that adrenaline was was somehow the cause of the schizophrenia. And they came up with this adrenochrome hypothesis of schizophrenia, where it was it was taking adrenaline, creating a, an adrenochrome from it, and introducing it to the people who had schizophrenia in order to reduce their schizophrenia. Hmm. So in any case, it's an interesting article. Uh, it goes into a bunch of, of detail about how the, the, this came to be and how uh, how the QAnon eventually got a hold of it and decided to make it the uh, the key point of their ridiculous propaganda. Hmm. I like the very end of the article. is like, adrenochrome, adrenochrome can be readily synthesized and is available to researchers from chemical suppliers. No need for human sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good point. A good yeah. thing to mention. Yeah. It, it is a thing. And you don't need to squeeze babies to get it. But it's really the freshest when you do. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of the yes. show, do you know how someone could acquire some <laughs> of this adrenochrome? I get a research grant? I, I don't know. Uh. That's, that's all I got. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got. Uh, I, I Yeah, things got a little messed up. My, my, my links weren't working. Too many paywalls. But in any case, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Not I. Not this nope. week. Okie doke. We will end it with the adrenochrome. <laughs> uh, so that's all we got. Uh, at first, I want to I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. Again, we really do appreciate it. Those of you who could join us tonight, Dustin, Grinch, Hessian Gixon, and Alpha, we do we do really appreciate the uh, the feedback. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by joining them, signing up on our Patreon page. Uh, if you can't do that. You can feel free to share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us. That helps uh, helps our numbers go up. Again, you can contact us if you want on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, also, I want to encourage you to check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network. It is a podcasting network. Soon-to-be-namednetwork.com will get you to all of the shows available. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God be with you.